the Arizona Coyotes take a win in the the tank bowl, the tank battle with them and the Montreal Canadiens, a 5-2 to two win. We're going to talk about that as well as, uh, well, just other things Arizona Coyotes on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody, I'm Robin Leonio, Kyle Pavlik right beside me. Welcome back, Carl, after your uh, couple days off. Uh, I'm, I hope that rest helped you out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was nice to have a day off, especially since I had to work today. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, I, you know, it is unfortunate you had to miss the, uh, the tank off between us and Locked On Coyote, uh, I mean, Locked On Canadians, because we had some fun just talking about uh tanking and and the hashtag shame for shane um battle it's uh i mean we're talking about it now uh now post game but whew, uh five two um i don't think i expected this but i said the over yeah. though I, just, I did the over so you did the over so yeah and you were you were definitely on with that one uh i was not expecting a five two win um we were talking before i think this is a good win um I think especially after the Coyotes fell 5-0 to the Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. just for themselves, they wanted to have a response game, and this was it. And they did they did good. They did do good. And I think um, uh, all the players that, um, you, know, you know, I mean, you got, you got some, some players who made pretty good impacts. Clayton Keller, obviously, he got the, uh, the empty netter. Um, I was bored of that. Was, was it the first goal, right? Yep, Boyd had the first. Uh, Johan Larson, uh, JJ Mosier uh, getting his third. Mosier's and then, doing uh, it again. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then perhaps most importantly, Nick Schmaltz uh, getting his second of the season. Uh, he has struggled a bit. It was good to see him uh, get rewarded with a goal and two assists. Yeah. So like these these uh, Ki- this this Coyotes team looked pretty you know pretty good. Um, and- it shows on here. Even <laughs> I'm looking on Google um, based off the stats, and it says Nick Schmaltz one goal. Up, oh, it up, it just updated because it said Nick Schmaltz one goal assist dash and then points three. I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. It just literally updated right. I was reading it to two. <laughs> I'm like, dash <laughs> what? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love when you're seeing the stats updates. Uh, it's always a fun thing when you're writing. And you refresh, and you're like, "Oh, that thing I just wrote is no longer true because the game updated." I love that feeling. Oh, that's how it always is. Um, when I was covering college football and college basketball, I had Stat Broadcast up and Statcast. If anyone's ever used Statcast, it's literally just a live, you know, it's it's just live stats like game, like NHL Game Center essentially, except it's a little more um, in depth. And I'm talking play by play sometimes on those games, and they had, uh, and like, I'd like, oh, this player is, let's say, in football, for example, oh, they're, you know, 12 for 17 for 62 yards. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that just updated. They're actually 11 for 17 for 62 yards. And I was like, why? 
<laughs> yeah, it always seems to happen. Uh, we we even saw a, a stat change uh, in this game. Uh, Yanis Mosier, originally I think someone was assisting his goal, but it was changed to unassisted. Just a, a great goal. Sorry I interrupted when you were talking about him uh, with the Schmaltz, but Mosier also had just a phenomenal game. Oh, no, not a problem. Yeah, Mosier, I think I was talking about him a couple times, I think, with uh, the Canadians and the crossover, as well as with uh, Gil Martin on Lockdown NHL, you know, he asked about you know which players are gonna or, you know which, to give Coyotes fans hope for the future. And I'm like, all right, just look at the guys from the future for the future. The guys who are the, the young guys who recently got drafted in the last couple of years who are making big impacts. Barrett Hayton is making a big impact. Um, obviously, he's currently out, um, but he's you know made made an impact with uh, since getting called up. Um, and then J.J. Mosier for getting ever since getting called up very only just recently and pretty much giving the Coyotes a, um, is not like we refuse to give the Coyotes a reason to send them down. Um, yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, uh, just the move that he made um, to score in this one, like he had fired a shot from the point. He couldn't get through. So he just walked into the front of the net. Like the confidence of the 20 year old defenseman to just be like, no, I'm going to go to the front of the net. Like, that's just insane. It is my favorite part of watching Mosier. He's he's cocky. He, like, knows what he can do. There's no hesitation in the kid. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, you see it, and you're just like, oh, this guy knows that he can be here. And that's that's something that's great to see because so often, like, especially in a year like this, it's got to be easy to get stuck in your own head if you're a Coyotes player. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and one more thing I mentioned about Mosier, not just Mosier, but just, you know, young players in general, is look at it this way. Um, J.J. Mosier is doing well um, with the Arizona Coyotes. You have uh, Josh Stone doing well with ASU. Dylan Gunther mm-hmm. doing well in the WHL. Um, and it just gives you an idea. It's like, okay, so Bill Armstrong is making some good draft picks. The Arizona Coyotes have eight first round, I mean, eight, eight uh, for top two round draft picks in this upcoming draft. Bill Armstrong can very well find not just one, but a few gems in this, you know, in, in, in the upcoming draft. And oh my God, the Coyotes can, can look good in a couple years from now. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, drafting is one of those things where, like anytime I talk to people about it, they're like, so are you are you confident that it's going to work out everything with the rebuild? I'm like, well, you can never be sure. Drafting is just so much of a like, you know, hit and miss. But it seems like in the short term, at least, Bill Armstrong's hitting. Uh, we don't know what long term looks like because there's still like a lot that can you know go wrong. I don't want to like throw too much confidence on any one player. But for right now, yeah, it seems like the players are making the steps that they need to make. And as long as they keep doing that, the Coyotes are in a good position for the future. Um, and I think maybe a little bit closer than than they thought with players like Mosier, who was ready to make the jump right away. Um, that was definitely a thing. Bill Armstrong drafted a lot of older players, too. So we're going to be seeing them a lot quicker than we would if they were 18. I wonder, um, just and uh, only got, like partially joking, but at the same time half serious on this. Um, how much of this also goes to our our very own chief hockey development officer, Shane Doan? 
<laughs> I mean, it. One of the things that I think has been great about the Coyotes is I think the the Tucson Roadrunners have proven to be a great development program. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they've been that for a while, and now if Dylan's doing more work in the development, spending more time there, I can only imagine that that is going to continue to be a a big aspect of this organization. It's it's just, it's just amazing seeing. Uh, the early stages of this all and seeing how that development works at the young age. And it's like, and it's like, Oh my God, I, um, obviously you, you'd, you'd hope, you'd hope it does, but you've seen so many stories where like you got a huge group of draft prospects, you know, up and coming, they've got super highly touted and then all of a sudden they fall flat. Yeah. Um, but, and I mean, definitely has been a lot of coyotes on that list. Nope, I think we lost you, Carl. Are you back? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Gotcha. Sorry about that, everyone. Not a problem. You look still a little frozen, but I can hear you. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Go ahead. Finish your okay. thought, and then we can, and then we'll talk about uh, bet online, and then go ahead and continue this thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I was just saying that the. Coyotes fans have definitely seen a lot of misses, and uh, you know, for right now, it seems like they're uh, they're in a position to see some hits, and that'd be great to see for a change. Absolutely, but uh, one thing's for sure, though, is uh, I'm pretty sure no one would have uh, uh, bet on some of these players to develop this early and just having this and coming up with the Coyotes this, this early on. We thought they were all be down in Tucson, but speaking of betting, you have a little word that you don't, you'd want to share with us. That I do. Uh, and that's that Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website, so you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022. Um, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And speaking of Bet Online, I want to go back and I mentioned that we, that we you know, we picked the picking in the over on this game and said, and said that's the way to go. Um, but one thing I should mention, Carl, and because that's the thing is we didn't have you on when I when uh, I, we did the preview show, but this was the first game all season long the Coyotes were actually favored on the betting sports books. I mean, that does not surprise me. Uh, having watched this team all season, that does not surprise me. Uh, they were right to not have the Coyotes be the favorites for any of those games. Uh, this was the the first one where they really truly deserved that. It was pretty funny when I mentioned it, and it got um, it got Scott and Laura on Locked Canadians to laugh a little bit. Just like, oh my god, that just tells you how bad the Canadians are at this point. Um, yeah, which is surprising. I mean, I, we should definitely kind of note that, like the Canadians, like the fact that they traded for Christian Dvorak, kind of signals like where they expected to be as a team. And they are not that. And sure, they've also had to deal with some serious injuries, but it does kind of expose this team as uh, 
definitely they were relying a little bit too heavy on goaltending in the past. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, like they lose, you know, their franchise goaltender to um, to not only an injury, but um, entering the, you know, player assistance um, program. And then with, with, with Carey Price gone, the Canadians just took went belly side up in some ways. And I'm not blaming it, of course, all on that. Obviously, there are a lot of other things that, that kind of you know, factor into that. But I don't think anyone expected them to go from um, winning the, the Clarence Campbell Trophy to in contention for first overall. Yeah. I mean, I think we all definitely... It was universally acknowledged that Carey Price is a big part of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't think we were – people thought it was that big because if so, he probably should have been winning a couple more MVP awards because uh, it, it, it definitely looked like a, a different team. And you kind of saw that with the Coyotes being able to score five goals. The lowly Coyotes, one of the worst offenses, uh, got five Four of them, like uh, with a goaltender, only one empty netter. So that was just definitely good to see. It was definitely good to see. I'm going to go ahead and bring up the uh, some of the natural stat trick things here to give you an example. 56 to 53, Corsi in favor of the Coyotes. 41 41, Fenric. So that's even. 23 26 uh, in favor of the shots in favor of the Canadians. Scoring chances, 33-25 in favor of the Coyotes. High danger, Corsi, 14-8-8 in favor of the Coyotes. This is the first time, like, literally almost every single one, except for shots for and Fenwick, that the Coyotes are favored, obviously. Fenwick was was even, but damn. Yeah. Like, it was weird. Like, I was writing, uh, I was tweeting about the game late in the third period, and I didn't really feel like I had any energy and I was getting ready to compose a tweet and be like, the Coyotes don't look like they have much energy either. Um, it's going to be really hard for them to come back and win this one. I'm like, wait a minute. They're up. I'm not used <laughs> to writing about the Coyotes being up. It's, it's just generally assumed that the third period, I'm like, all right, what kind of comeback we get to watch today? Just kind of watching them like sit back and be like, yeah, no, we're going to, we're just going to play this one right and finish strong. That was, that was nice to see for a change. Do you want to get a good example of how stupid this game was? I guess to put it for lack of a better word. Sure. I'm going to bring up the game flow. I usually put on the heat map. But I'm going to put up the game flow of this one for Corsi on net from natural statics. So here it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> like you don't like what? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's just a good peer- third period from the Coyotes. That's a good third period. Oh. But, oh my god. Uh, when you mentioned how stupid this game was, I thought you were going to mention the fact that there was two delay of game over the glass <laughs> penalties. <laughs> Including one 19 seconds left. I feel like there was more than that, though. I felt like that, at least. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there was um, there was that delay game for the unsuccessful goal challenge. Which can we talk about that? Yes, like, that that was an interesting call. Um, I'm not sure if I would have made the same call. Um, it went in the favor of the Coyotes. Ended up being, but like, 
it's a tough one to make. See, here's the problem. Like watching it real time, I couldn't really see it well. ESPN didn't play like the video until kind of late, until just before like the referee. So I didn't get a chance to really spot it. But like one once you got the overhead view, you saw um who was it, Roussel? Like just get like strong armed into the goaltender. It's like, man. If I could see that view, I would not have made that. I don't know what they saw on the ice, but just from that point, when you can see an arm clearly out like that, you're just like, oh, that's that's pretty clear. Yeah, the rules expert was like, he seemed pretty clear. He's like, oh, no, this one should come back. That's a good challenge by Montreal. And it's like, this is a tough call to make. It really yeah. is. Because um, you really have to take a look at every angle. Um everything and obviously that this is not like an nfl football game when you have like a camera on every inch every freaking corner of the place where you can see everything but yeah you know. i mean toronto can see everything but like when you're making that goal that challenge like you don't got all those angles i do imagine toronto can see pretty much every single inch of the ice from at least one camera or another in the situation room Especially since they they probably have these what ten thousand megapixel cameras that can like zoom in on like the like a freaking centimeter. Oh, I would love to just like spend a game like in the situation room, uh, like not a serious game because I want to like have them do a bunch of random stuff, but I don't want it to like hurt anyone's chances of winning a game. But yeah, it'd be fun to just kind of play around with all the angles they get. NHL, listen to us. Just give us a day in the situation room. We'll have some fun. Yeah. We'll, it'll be like on YouTube. Yeah. D- do it. Come on, NHL. We'll talk about the experience because, look, that's they can make you guys look better, right? Because you can talk about what exactly goes on in there. Um, yeah. Plus, we're Coyotes fans. Like, just feel bad for us. I know, like, right? You should. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Um, but, uh, before we get to any of that, we have a quick word or a couple words from our, from our sponsors. And we're back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Once again, Robin Laiano and Carl Pavlik, we're breaking down the Arizona Coyotes 5-2 to two win over the Montreal Canadiens in the, uh, the Tank Bowl, the, uh, game that was televised on ESPN Plus. I want to say nationally televised, but ESPN Plus is kind of a little more of, uh, the side Thing. It's still national because you can get it wherever, but it's you have to be a Hulu ESPN Plus subscriber. It's a freaking thing, but I, I, I will say uh, a lot of people give ESPN Plus uh, crap. I like it. Um, they, they, I think they, they have they, they put on a, a good production. I like the I like the production they put on. Yeah, uh, I tweeted out. It's nice to be able to watch a power play without seeing an ad like over the timer. Um, because, yeah, that's what one of the other uh, broadcast stations does, and I do not like that at all. Speaking of the uh, of you know the, the production and stuff like that from ESPN Plus, uh, were you sit, sitting down at all, or were you working when, when they did the first intermission? Uh, I was upstairs working. I didn't get a chance to see. Yeah, because uh, uh, the, uh, the ESPN had a, uh, put out a little, like, you know, the little short, you know, video on the Arizona Kachinas, uh, which I thought was really cool. Because for those who don't know, if you're not from Arizona, uh, the Arizona Kachinas are the, um, the 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 youth development program for the Arizona Coyotes for 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 girls. 
So I'm just like, okay, that's awesome that they're that they're highlighting this because um, we were talking about, um, you know, and this is like the perfect time too, Carl. Where we're talking about, oh, do the Kyries belong in Arizona? Is Tempe going to be a problem? And they bring up the Kachinas and like, look at this. We're not just Austin, the home of Austin Matthews and the Doan family and all these players and whatever, and, see, and seeing this. But look at some of these young, these young, young girls, these young women who are becoming really good at hockey and doing stuff like that and finding their passion in the sport. Listen to this: hockey belongs in Arizona. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Kachinas are, are one of the great success stories for Arizona hockey. Um, they're they're definitely a thing that's more recent. Um, they are in the news a lot because, um, of course, their connection with Matt Schrope, um, who unfortunately recently passed. Um, and, and so we, I think we've been seeing like having a lot of opportunity to talk about that. Uh, and it's, it's great to see. Uh, I love when there's attention that's brought to, to youth hockey in Arizona, to women's hockey, because they don't necessarily get the same kind of attention. And anytime you can really highlight it and highlight good news. Cause I think what they got, um, I, I don't remember what it was on Twitter, but they like are division one now. or They just went at the tier one. Tier one, tier one. That's it. Yeah. Which is great to see. Um, I remember how kind of excited I was to watch ASU hockey go from ACHA to NCAA. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've seen programs who are like, oh, yeah, we're having our first, uh, you know, tier one uh, ACHA team. It, it's all good to see. And hockey just continues to develop in Arizona because people like it hockey in Arizona. I don't know what to tell you. It's a. Uh, I, I know the the people tell you it do, it doesn't happen, but it's it's true. I am definitely getting the get, get, getting the uh, the urge now to reach out to youth programs around the state, bring them on this show to tell yeah. people to tell all you guys how important hockey is to this state. Because I've I've lived here for only six and a half years now, um, and I've got a chance to see it. I've got a chance to see how important. The, uh, um, the sport is to a lot of these people, and it's amazing to see. Yeah, it, it's truly astonishing to think that a couple years ago, it wasn't even clear the Coyote or that Arizona would have one professional hockey team. It now has two. Um, mm-hmm. It has a like flourishing minor league team with its own very specific culture. It has tons of youth programs, has multiple college programs, as an NCAA college program, which is just great. Um, like hockey's going to continue to do stuff. And there were people who like were tweeting about the the lack of attendance for a Monday afternoon game, which I don't know why they did it in the afternoon. I know today is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, it is a holiday. It is one that I think a lot of people in Arizona don't necessarily have off. Uh, I know I didn't. So this would have been nicer if it was later, but eh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a part-time employee still right now. So like I you know, didn't even have to worry about today. But um, that's why I was able to watch the game in full. But yeah, I mean, like... Hockey does, you know, it it it's it's shown to be proven here, and and I really appreciated the uh, the little feature they put on there. Um, actually, it did include like they they had a little uh, snippet of Matt Schott on there, 
Um, and they, they even mentioned it too, that they, um, that they said that, uh, Matt Schott unfortunately passed away late last month. And they were like, and they talked about how, how important he was to the, uh, uh, to the Kachinas program and to youth hockey in, um, in the Phoenix area. And just like, you know what, like that's, and that's, and that's what gave me the idea. It's like, all right, I'm going to start reaching out to the youth programs. And, and I mean, they should be highlighted uh, for for stuff like this. Um, like more people should know about youth programs, just because, you know, if you're listening to this, you may have a kid, you may know someone with a kid. Like, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're going to consider it. But it'll ni- be nice to, you know, have people come in and tell you the tell you the benefits, uh, and don't necessarily have to find the programs. Uh, they'll come to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we get anything closing, cl- closing though, um, before we close off this show, do you have any thoughts you want to, uh, final thoughts you want to do about this Coyotes Canadians game? And before we move on for the rest of the week, because uh, we had Tankathon, but now we got more to go. Uh, yes, I do. I really just want to continue to highlight the play of Phil Kessel. Um, we didn't talk about him, but he had a really good assist on the Johan Larson goal. Um, to make it 2-0, just a phenomenal pass over. Um, I, I think Phil Castle, like, yeah, we were talking about him as a shooter. He doesn't necessarily do that as much anymore, but he's got a really good eye at, like, playmaking. Um, who'd have thought? Phil Castle knows how to put the puck where he wants it to go. Um, <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But, yeah, just good, good for Phil. Vote for him it's, for the All-Star game. It's always fun watching Phil do well. And yes, vote for him for the All-Star game because, you know, Coyotes could use a second person in there just to give our, just to give Coyotes fans a little bit of a better feeling about themselves. Yeah. Because we know this season sucks. It's accepted. Plus, uh, who doesn't want Phil Castle in an All-Star game? That sounds like a lot of fun. Like, imagine the photos. It'll be great. Because... If all you gotta do the all all the uh, division has to do is just pay him in hot dogs and that's it. Yeah, he wins like that that last drafted. He gets like the Wienermobile. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyways, um, that's it for this. Once again, the U.S. and the Coyotes take a five-two win over the Montreal Canadiens. We'll have more to get to um, later this week. They have the. Uh, New Jersey Devils coming up later this week. That will, game will be Wednesday at uh, 5 p.m. The next day is over in New Jersey before they go head over to uh, to uh, to New York to face the Islanders and the Rangers in a back-to-back. After those are all the games coming up this week for the Arizona Coyotes. So quite the road trip ahead of them. But that is it for today's episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you get to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook on facebook.com slash lockdown Coyotes. On, tw- on uh, Instagram now, actually, at lockdown Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally on Twitter at Robin underscore Leonio. Instagram as well. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we can answer right back, or on a future episode of the Lockdown Pads Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We'll be good to stay safe out there. We'll be good to stay healthy. And don't forget, the how long. <laughs>